Social Media Serenity Podcast, episode number 103. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Eric Fisher. We're here each and every week to talk about social networking sites like Facebook, Twitter, Google+, LinkedIn, and all kinds of other stuff. How can we lead a life of serenity with all this stuff? And build amazing relationships at the same time. So, uh, Eric, for you and I, it has been two weeks since we last spoke. Yes. Although uh, we did release an episode last week. It was pre-recorded two weeks ago. So uh, how was Blog Indiana? It was great. I highly suggest it to everybody. It's it's kind of like a pod camp, but it was done before pod camp. Well, it wasn't done before pod camp started. This was the fourth year. So um gets better every year. Awesome. And I learned a lot of stuff. What what would you say would be your favorite takeaway from this year's blog Indiana? Oh gosh. Uh put me on the spot. I would say that you need if you're scheduling tweets, be careful about it because some untimely thing might happen that puts your tweet way out of context and actually possibly inappropriate. Okay. Very that's it. <laughs> That's a good point. I, you know what? Um, that that is a good point. Uh, did they give you an example for uh, to think about? Well, the example happened actually afterwards. The and I'm not sure if anybody heard this, but we had huge storms, and so the Indiana State Fair the Monday after the Thursday Friday that Blog Indiana was the State Fair. The stage collapsed, and there were five people that were killed. Yeah, I did. I did see that. That's so that's they closed. Tragedy. The, yeah, they closed the fair that day there were people that had actually scheduled tweets saying, Hey, come on out to the fair and for the day that it was closed. So gotcha. it appeared very inappropriate. Right. So yeah, no, that, unfortunately. That, yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. One of the things that I do when I'm scheduling tweets is I try to think of them as, as non time sensitive things like, you know, th- this could be posted anywhere, anytime, and it really doesn't matter. You know, it, it, this is just content that's related to what people would be interested in if I, you know, if I were tweeting right now or anytime. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That it's not contextual to at least of a scheduled tweet. Yeah. Now, so. our good friend Daniel tweeted all kinds of like he scheduled a bunch of tweets during his wedding. Right. You know, so. I remember that. <clears throat> so basically, um, could you imagine where where Daniel tweets, you know, he, it's like the wedding's going to start at 6 p.m. And at 6.12, I sent out the tweet, I'm staring into the eyes of the woman I love and I'll spend the rest of my life with. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, they say, you know, you get to the wedding and it starts, you know, 30 minutes late. And right as that tweet goes out, it's, uh, you know, he's staring into the eyes of his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those are the kind of things you got to watch out for. Anyway, I, I thought it was funny. Um, but that that goes to explain what goes on in my mind. And that's why Cliff does not have a comedy podcast at all. Right? Well, we laugh at your stuff all the time. So, Well, exactly. Yeah, so we're, this entire network's a comedy. Yes. 
All right. So anyway, let's move into some of our content for the week. And it uh, turns out that this week we have a lot of audio feedback. So uh, what's our first call? Who, who is that? And I'll, I'll cue it up here. First call is John Wilkerson, Google+. Plus. All right. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, Cliff. John Wilkerson here. This message is for social media serenity. I guess this is for Cliff and Eric both. Just a quick comment on Google+. Plus. I'm using Google+, Plus, and I guess one of the things that I, I kind of dislike the most about it is that I do have to make that trip over to Google+, Plus to post an update. And right now, there's no way to kind of integrate my Twitter updates or my Facebook updates to Google+. Plus. I don't really do a lot of updating to Facebook. I'm primarily on Twitter and so I would like a way to basically aggregate uh, selected tweets or even possibly all of my tweets into my Google Plus uh, account so that people in circles who've got, who've got me in their circles can, can see it. Uh, I, I guess the, the other issue that I have is I don't really think there's anyone on Google Plus who's not following me on Twitter. I could be wrong about that. I haven't really gone through and checked check that. But, um, you know, for the most part, right now, Google Plus seems like a redundant service to me. And I don't really, uh, I don't really understand the need for it. I do like the ability to plus one an article and have it show up. That I do like. I like how that shows in. But that just means that I have to be logged into Google all day long. And I gen- generally I am, but sometimes I'm not. So... There you have it. This is my quick review of Google Plus and what I think about it. I think you guys are doing a great job. Um, thanks for taking us along on your journey, and I hope to hear more from you about Google Plus and other social media tools. Bye. Very cool. Well, John, thank you for calling in. And as far as hearing more about Google Plus, I want to say uh, for the benefit of our audience, I have played around with Google Plus a little bit more. Not so much the like the social networking aspect of uh, sharing status messages and stuff like that. Though I have had my first experience and second experience with Google Hangouts. Google Hangouts. Um, I really like Google Hangouts. So I had the other day created a Google Hangout, my first one, and just opened it up to the public. And, And so I found that if I opened it up to the public and then went into my timeline, I could actually see a link where it shared it. Uh, as a, you know, a sta- actually, I sh- it, it was a Google Plus public statement that says, click here to join my Hangout. So what I did is I got the uh, permalink for that status update on Google Plus that was public. And then I tweeted it, <laughs> I tweeted it out, which sent it to Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And um, we had about five people, I think, show up. And I actually got to talk to somebody that I have been connected to through Twitter and Facebook and and maybe exchanged a couple emails with, and I had never had any opportunity to talk to this person, and really had a great time talking. I think his name's Daniel Hayes. Had a great time talking with him, and uh, I just got to know him a little bit better. And and it definitely took a relationship that has just been kind of casual and took it just a little bit deeper. And it was kind of cool to be able to you know put a face with a name and and to see into his. 
office. I mean, I, I know that he's, you know, been inspired to, you know, uh, basically start his own business and he loves our content and he, he just built a, like a, uh, an, an office in a shed in his backyard. And, you know, I got to see his office. It was, it was cool. And I got to hang out with Chris Biting and, and some other folks from our community. It was, it was really neat. And I really liked the hangout experience. Now, I do like the fact that it can be controlled and only and you can, you know, you can open these things up to the public. But I also love that you can create private hangouts. And so I have a circle for my mastermind group. And this week we had our scheduled mastermind call. And so normally we get on Skype and have a conversation just via audio, via audio. And then I, you know, we fire up a go to meeting session and we share our screens. Well, this week we decided to go ahead and use a Google Hangout just within our our mastermind group, and it was really cool. I liked it. So I've had two experiences with Google Hangouts, and as far as uh, the statement of Google Plus being redundant, I'd have to argue that it's not in that Google Plus allowed me to do something that I could not easily have done, or at least as easily have done, without Google Plus which was this multiple, uh, you know, you know, conversation, a video conference that I did with my mastermind group privately. Could I do that with uh, Skype? Yes, I could. As long as one of us had the $4.99 premium package to do multi-user video. I don't have that. And so I, and, and, and now and by the way, I was almost ready to sign up for the $4.99 so that we could do four, you know, five way video calls on our mastermind group, but I chose not to now that I can actually do 10 people via Google plus for free for free for free. Um, and so, you know, and, and are there other sites that would allow me to do video conferences? Yes. But are they something that people can just click a link and boom it? They're in. No, no, there, there are some other video conferencing services out there. There are some that are free, but they'd have to go and sign up and register for an account. You know, at this point, more and more of my friends and the people that I'd want to do this with will have a Google Plus account. And so I don't think it's redundant. I think there's some I think there are some new things. I think there are some new things. And um, as far as the well, know, what Daniel said, I mean, as far as redundant go, he's saying that what uh Oh crap! What was his name? That uh, John John Wilkerson, Wilkerson. Yes, called in with was that he wants to post, write something, and have it go to all three places: Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus. Which I do have a tool. There's a there's a Chrome plugin that lets you do it very nicely. Okay. Do you know the name of it? And can we put a link in our show notes? It is called Public Sync. All right. And I have just copied it. Very cool. So Public Sync. And how does that work, this Chrome plugin? Can you kind of explain what it looks like? What it does is, it is it's a Chrome plugin that then plugs into Google+, Facebook, and Twitter. And what that does is, whether whichever one of those sites you're on at the time, there would be a little checkbox that lets you check the other places to also send it there if you'd like. Okay. So it's not just a now. Here, so that's the thing is you couldn't be on like your mobile device and open in Twitter and then send a tweet and have it go to Facebook and Google Plus as well. But anyway, yeah. 
But if you're, th- I mean, if you're thinking, hey, it would be cool to send this tweet also to Google Plus. Why not? You know. Yep. Occasional. I mean, I don't. I don't believe in having every single thing you post. And I think you disagree with me uh, to a, to an extent. Maybe I don't believe in every single thing I pub- publish out there going to every single place all at the same time every single time. I think there's a matter of context. I think Google Plus is one of those places where there's not that limit of text. So yeah, you could put a a full, not lengthy, but a nice chunk of sized blog post there and get a lot more traction with it. Yeah. No, so. I, I I totally get that. I mean, it, that you do have the ability to put some nice status updates that are are lengthier, and it would be cool if now when you when you say that, let's just say you're putting one of those uh, 350 character little posts on Google Plus, and it says, "Hey, do you want to send this out to Twitter?" Does it create a sh- like a a link back to that public listing of that post? It may. I haven't tried that because I really thought to myself, well, this is too long. I don't want to write it too long or it won't go to Twitter and be fully readable, you know, because I hate that. I hate reading on Twitter, you know, a sentence cut off with last three words, dot, 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 short link. You know what? What are the chances of me clicking that link for someone else? I'll I'll give you an example. Not too likely. Well, here's the deal. I'll give you a perfect example of this. Father Roderick uh, is a traitor. Uh, and I mean that in the, in a in a kind and loving way. Uh, I, Father Roderick and I are very close. Uh, but no, he's a traitor. He he has abandoned his Twitter for the most part, except for he he treats Twitter like I treat Facebook. All right. He, okay. He prefers he prefers Facebook. He posts all of his pictures and he posts all of his status updates on Facebook. And they send There's nothing and, wrong with that. Uh, well, you know. I mean, There's more people there. Come on, Father Roderick. What, what's going on? No, seriously, it's it's, it's preference. It's, it's all preference. it's all personal preference. But anyway, here's the situation. He he syndicates his Facebook stuff to Twitter instead of where I syndicate my Twitter stuff to Facebook. And so what happens is he is oftentimes posting things on his Facebook, and in and, and every now and then I, in my Twitter feed I see at Father Roderick, and it says, "Hey, check out this amazing 3D video that I just created on YouTube," and it and it says, you know, http dot fb dot something, you know, dot com slash, and it's got a short URL for Facebook, and so I click on it. And by golly, it takes me to his Facebook status update and I see it and it's like, oh, here's here's this YouTube video. And I click on it and I'm like, hey, this is this is pretty cool. And he does that for pictures all the time and and stuff like that. So I want to tell you, I I am a huge fan. I and I still agree with you. I don't agree that everything should be syndicated. All right. So I'll get back to that in a second. But I am a huge fan of people who syndicate because Father Roderick loves Facebook more than he loves Twitter. He's abandoned his first love. So uh, anyway, but, um, but he loves Facebook. And I'm so thankful that he, does n- that he does not neglect, you know, me following him on Twitter. Because if it were Facebook, I never look at my news feed on Facebook. I never go there. My my Facebook short link is to my profile page so that I can comment on people who comment on my status updates that got syndicated from Twitter to Facebook. All right. So so because Father Roderick is, you know, he's posting lots of pictures. He's posting a lot of lot of videos. He's posting a lot of amazing things on Facebook. And the only way I know about them is because he is choosing to syndicate all that stuff to Twitter. And so I, for one, am very much 
thankful for the fact that he's syndicating that stuff because otherwise I would miss out. Yeah, well, and this comes back to the whole issue of picking your home base and then having outposts. Right. So... And and the other thing is is you know um for have we, have we talked about gspn underscore extreme? We haven't because you started that in this intermediate time of having recorded two shows. Yeah. So so I you know what I've been struggling with this idea because of course I have at gspn that's my main Twitter account, and and I and I'm currently working on a massive strategy for that Twitter account and Hunger Games Pod. Uh, and some other things that I'm working on, and so I've got some big things happening there. And one, of, and and so because I'm being strategic, I still want everything that I post on at GSPN to syndicate to Facebook and LinkedIn. All right, and and except for of course my at replies to other people, and of course those don't get syndicated out because I am using the official Twitter Facebook application, and I told it not to include at replies. Right. So it's only getting status updates that I want to announce to people who are following me. I don't care if you're following me on Twitter. I don't care if you're following me on Facebook. I don't care if you're following me on, on LinkedIn. It doesn't matter where you're following me. These are status updates that if I had to go and publish them on all three services, I would. But I'm so thankful that I can just put it on my one and it syndicates out for me automatically. It makes my life easier. I experience serenity. I move forward. But... Because I have everything syndicated out and also because I'm now gaining a much larger following on Twitter based upon some of the things that I'm doing, I've decided that I don't want to run the risk of, you know, alienating a lot of people by some silly tweets. Like, I, you know, when you start to get to thousands of people who are following you, you know, some of those people are going, uh, um, almost all of them, if they're following you, are going to be interested in probably the things related to your brand that are most, you know, critical to the things that you're sharing and, you know, and and maybe a personal detail here and there and sharing of some other things that you like from other people and all these other things. But, you know, they, they're not going to want like five tweets in an hour of me saying, oh, this is what I just did. Or, hey, I'm 85 emails away from inbox zero. It's like, hey, I just answered 32 emails. But would you believe that 40 more came in? You know, I mean, people are not going to want to hear that. And of course, that's not something I want to syndicate out. But are there times when I want to tweet stupid stuff? Have you ever wanted to tweet stupid stuff? Yeah, I usually just go ahead and do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there there are times when I want to tweet stupid stuff. So I actually created a brand new Twitter account called GSPN underscore extreme. And this is not for the faint of heart. You know, please do not follow this if you don't like lots of random stupid tweets because uh, and, and they're not all stupid, but they're just tweets that, to be honest with you, they're just not going to make it to the main GSPN it's feed. top of mind without filter. That's exactly what it is. It is totally top of mind without filter. And there, there, there are times when you might not, if I'm super busy and I don't even have time to put out a top of mind tweet, I might, you might only get one or zero tweets in a day. There are sometimes you might get 15 tweets within an hour if I'm really, you know, really not wanting to do a task that I'm working on, but I'm just, you know, looking for any distraction possible. <laughs> and so I tweet about it every time I think of something to distract me. And, and, and so, yeah, I, for me, you're right. I don't want to syndicate everything. And I found a way for me to just put out those things. So basically it's like, Hey, if you want, 
if you, everybody I feel like who's interested in what's going on with me and with GSPN and Podcast Answer Man and all my brand with a little with a little bit of personal detail with a little bit of you know sharing of you know content other people's content and and you know using Twitter the way that I really feel Twitter works best for me then follow at GSPN if you want way more information than you ever could possibly imagine wanting from me then GSPN underscore extreme. If you're someone that subscribes to the all-inclusive GSPN feed, this is for you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So so I, that's what I've been doing. I, I've, I've been having fun with it. And uh, it, it's cool because I work alone, right? And 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 it get, it's got back to this. Do you remember when I used to have the water cooler? Yes, yes, I do. The gspn.tv live stream used to be up in my, it used to like have this webcam in my studio all times. You could come in at any time, any day of the week and watch me working. And there would be a chat room and you could stop by and we would call it the water cooler. Well, that got to the point where it, it got too distracting. But I miss that little bit of being able to have some interaction with the outside world. So gspn underscore extreme is is my is my new way of reaching out you used to tweet like that though back before the time was required for other actual for actually doing work say that again you used to tweet like that you used to tweet like gspn and extreme to a certain extent yeah i did i did maybe not this extreme i can't totally remember because it's been years never this extreme but now so here's the here's the question i have for you one, are you replying to people that reply to you on that account? And two, how are you, how has that affected your mind when you just think, ooh, pick up the phone and tweet at any given time instead of having a strategy? Well, it, Do you feel like that's eating into your time? No, not at all. I feel like it's totally making me more productive. And, and let me explain to you why. All right. <clears throat> because and here's and so there are two things. Number to answer your first question, yes, I will respond to some. If somebody responds to something I put on GSPN underscore extreme and you at reply me there, yes, I will see it and yes, I will I will chat back with you. It's it's a water cooler thing, you know? Okay. Totally. Uh and and so I, I really I really enjoy interacting with people and I put those things out there because I expect some people will be interested, some people will read it. It it you know, and, and I totally dig that. However, um, you know, has it, does it make me think differently? Yes, I love think I love knowing that anything I put on GSPN underscore extreme, there is n- there is no filter whatsoever on what I put on there outside of you know what's appropriate. But l- when I say no filter, there is no thought. This thought the thought does. If I put this out, will I lose followers on Twitter? That thought does not cross my mind. There is no because you don't care who does or doesn't follow it. I could care less. It's I, more for you to mentally purge those thoughts than to have them bottled up. That is exactly what it is. It's a ra- it's a random ram mental ram reset. Exactly. It's mind yeah. dumping. There you go. It, it it is my mind dump Twitter account. And and what and the one of the reasons why I decided this is because. I'm following a lot of people now, okay? It, I mean, if you look at me, I, depending on what day of the week it is, you don't go up or down or whatever. But I'm following, you know, I'm following almost 3,000 people. And and you know what I hate when I follow 3,000 people is when I go to my timeline and there's one person that 
takes up, you know, they like seven tweets take up the most recent 20 tweets. How on earth can I follow 3,000 people and you're one person in my timeline and out of 3,000 people, you're taking up seven of the most 25 recent tweets. Seriously? And I dump those people immediately. And so what that got me to, I mean, it angers me almost. It's like, come on, that's ridiculous. And so that that's exactly how I start. It's like, wait a second. What if somebody's only following 50 people and I'm one of those 50? Well, I only need to tweet three times a day and I could potentially be three tweets within the last 25. Does that make sense? Yep. And so if I'm going to tweet three times in a day and be three out of the 25 most recent tweets for somebody else who's following 50 people, by golly, I want those three tweets to be valuable on my at GSPN account. Right. Now, if somebody who's only following 50 people follows at GSPN underscore extreme, the most recent 25 tweets could all be me. And I just want to warn people of that. (laughs) Well, yeah. Follow with caution. Follow with caution. But so going back to, to, is it a time suck? Is it taken away? No, because here's what I love is, is every now it's like I go to, it's like, okay, I'm going to work on my email inbox. And when I, when I'm seven or 10 days behind on email and I've got 98 emails in there, uh, you know, and by the way, when the thing is, is when email comes in, I'm always looking for the most important stuff. I'm always, you know, skimming from the top and answering the most, most urgent of needs right away. But by the time I'm, you know, seven days behind and I'm just now working on August, you know, August, you know, second or whatever (laughs) right now. And, and this thing's been in my email inbox for August since August 2nd. And there's like 13 of those. And they've been put off for so long. And and the reason why they've been put off because they require thought and they require, you know, some initiative and, and all, all this other stuff. And I'm like, man, I don't have time for this, but I not I need to get these emails caught up. So I'm going to, it's like, so for me to say, hey, I'm sitting down to do email. I got 87 emails. Hey, I'm down to, you know, 83 emails. For me to just put that out, just says, hey guys, I'm working, I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. And I don't know. It, it, it's useless information. You don't need it. But for me, it helps me stay on task. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Nation in the chat room just said that Cliff is getting closer to having a difference between GSPN, the brand, and Cliff Ravenscraft, the person. Yeah, a little bit. I, I think he's dead on. I think this is how, even though your your business brand is a personal brand, mm-hmm. you've now branched off and made a an exactly a personal account to be able to do unfiltered personal stuff. I I would agree with that. I would agree with so, that. But at the same time, I will state that GSPN is still very much Cliff Ravenscraft as well as the representative of my brand, and and I still bring a lot of personal detail to that. So, matter of fact, like for example, I'll be. I'll be GSPN extreming, if you will. <laughs> All day, you know, I'll be sitting there. It's like, boom, here's an extreme update, extreme update, extreme update. And then all of a sudden, I'm about ready to type it into extreme update. It's like, no, I'm putting this one on GSPN. It's it's still very much personal. It's very much in line with what people have been following the extreme. They, they would see a total stream of thought, you know, a, a stream of consciousness. But you know what, this one, I haven't tweeted in a while on my main GSPN account, and this one's very personal. It's not brand related. It's totally just me telling my wife I love her, 
and or it's me totally just saying, hey, I just got back from a five mile walk, you know, that that's going out on my GSPN account. So I, I still try to keep the personal coming. I just don't want to overflow my GSPN with I, I don't think it's appropriate to tweet as much as I tweet on GSPN Extreme on Twitter at all. I don't think it's appropriate unless people know ahead of time, hey, dude, I'm doing some inappropriate tweeting here. And by inappropriate, I just mean by you mean quantity, quantity. Yes. yes, I don't. I don't think Twitter's made, meant for what I'm doing, personally. Yeah, for for, for Twitter, I, this is. I, I well, think I'm, it's unhealthy tweeting. Yeah. I for, think for for building a brand or building <laughs> a following. Uh, well, not necessarily. There are people that would follow this. Uh, well, there are. There's what sixty some. I mean, I am. I know. I like it because it's stuff that. Here's the thing. I have actually, and I don't. I don't think I've ever said this to you. To a certain extent, I felt like you weren't tweeting enough mm-hmm. because I wouldn't see enough tweets in a day, at least for my taste, that I'd want to see from GSPN. Yeah. So for you to do this rounds that out, and I'm like getting enough. You know what I mean? Exactly. So. And so here, here, here's how I would. I would not say GSPN is brand, and GSPN underscore extreme is Cliff Ravenscraft the person. Here's what I would say. Here, GSPN is is the brand, but it's also very much Cliff Ravenscraft the person. But it's only enough of Cliff Ravenscraft the person to get you to come to the point where you might eventually come to know, like, and trust me. All right, the, you know, it, it's kind of like you. It, it's where you know what I don't. Ne- I don't quite know Cliff Ravenscraft very well. I've heard a lot of people at reply him. I or read a couple out replies. I've heard him on a podcast. I, you know, I'm. I'm checking Cliff out. You know, I don't necessarily, I don't know Cliff well enough and I could care less about Cliff well enough to, to, to want to see him randomly tweet all day long right now. But I still get a lo- I still get a personal view into who Cliff Ravenscraft is. Now, for the people who have said, you know what, I really like Cliff and Stephanie. I really like GSPN. I like everything these people are doing. I really, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I would love to know what goes through Cliff's mind throughout any given day. By golly, when you come to know me that well and you care enough, then go over and follow GSPN underscore extreme and look out, baby. Here it comes. There you go. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cool. Fun stuff, man. I, I'm, I'm having fun with it. I am most of the time. Sometimes I'm still too busy. Sometimes I, I still get so busy. I'm, I'm not tweeting enough. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's fun. All right. So what do we have next on our thing? Do you have any idea? Uh, Facebook messaging. Oh yeah, we got a voicemail back. Messenger, I should messenger. say. Messenger. Yes. Let's go to Daniel's feedback, and then we'll talk about this story. This is this is uh, something new within the last two weeks. Hi, Cliff. This is Daniel from Chicago, and I've got some feedback for the social media Swarmy podcast. Uh, I what uh, an article in the uh, Huffington Post about uh, uh, Facebook Messenger app could replace texting. And uh, I sent you a link to this article and thought you might want to discuss it on the um, podcast. I, uh, it, it, it seemed really interesting about if if uh, the uh, Facebook Messenger app could replace uh, uh, texting. So I uh, um, was wondering about your comments on, on this uh, article and uh, keep up the great work with uh, all your podcasts, and I uh, look forward to seeing you when you come to uh, Chicago 
uh, the end of next month. So uh, take care and God bless. Bye. All right, Daniel, thank you so much for the feedback. And yes, uh, Eric, tell us about this Facebook Messenger app. You know, I, I still have not downloaded it. I'm going to go download it right now as you tell us about it. Yeah, you need to try this thing. I'm not going to say it's amazing, but I am going to say this does fit the bill for what we were looking for back when we were looking for all these group texting apps back in, I think it was March, right around the time of South by Southwest. We were hearing a lot about um, Beluga, Convor. Uh, I know there's two or three others. But anyway, if we remember right, Beluga was actually purchased by Facebook. And this is essentially what they've come up with. Now, you can already do Facebook messages. This is where it's the, you know, the private email thing that f- flows through Facebook. You can already do that through the Facebook app whether you know whatever mobile device you're on you can already do that but the key thing about this is that and they pulled it out and made it a separate app where it's just those facebook messages it still uses the facebook messages however you can include people from your contact list in your phone and they can participate without using with or without using their facebook uh, account by using their SMS on their phone, their texting. All right. I think I understand you. So the question, and this is the reason I haven't installed this up till now. My question is, and by the way, uh, oh my, I got to put my real password in. That's why. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm now logging in. So my question is this, as soon as I do this thing, as soon as I turn this on and I'm logged into my Facebook account, my question is now does everybody have, who I'm connected with on Facebook have the ability to uh, text me? Not text you. They send you a Facebook message. Okay. Here's the thing. Only, like if I were, if I go into the app, now I've got my phone on airplane mode for recording purposes, but if I go into the Messenger app, uh-huh. it shows me all of my Facebook messages. If I hit up in the upper right, it says it, it to to compose a message. It says two, and it says friends or contacts. That contacts word is the the clincher here. You can type in, for example, you could type in uh, Stephanie, and you would be able to choose between her Facebook account or her her actual phone number. Okay. Now nobody else. You can add other people then as well to the conversation. But none of them will see her phone number. That was the big thing. That's the it's, one. It's got the privacy built. That was the that was the clincher for us back then when we were looking at this. It was like, well, we don't want to make it so that people can text us out of the blue with no kind of control. You know. Yeah. Congrats on twenty nine years. I'm I'm sorry. I'm replying to a Facebook message. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So question, can I now archive this message right from here? Right click. Oh, that dude. Seriously? I like that. All right. So I'm going to send a message to my good friend, Eric. So, but the, your, your phone number has to be programmed in. You have to have my phone number in your phone, which I believe you do have. I do. But, um, so, so wait a second. So I, if, if I type in, I'm just going to type in Eric on here. Mm-hmm. And so here's what I see. I, three, I see, have three Eric's in my Facebook contacts. 
Now I see a little logo of like a little phone on the right hand side. Does that that's my phone? So that means that if so, basically you and Eric Noor, if I send either of you a message, it it literally can go to text uh, to the cell phone. Or that means you guys have Messenger, probably. No, it it'll go to SMS. Okay. So there's another Eric in here. He does not have that icon. That just means I can just send him. I can send it from here, but it's just going to go to his Facebook message app on his on, on Facebook. Or his Facebook account if you go to Facebook.com yeah, that's on the I web. Meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. Right. So this, I mean, this, it's not just mobile. Right. That's the key thing to remember here. Like, for example, you could have an SMS. I mean, this this bridges, this kind of does in a lot of ways what Facebook was talking about way back when, when they said, you know, communication is all three of these things. It's email, it's texting, and it's messages. And it's and and at the time we didn't understand. Right. Because all they all they really did was give out Facebook email addresses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so but this is this is that next step. This is you know, so for example, here, here's a way I would think of it. Okay. My wife does not use, she's using Facebook a lot more now. And, and I think it helps because she's, uh, needs things to do while she's waiting for, in the next five weeks for our son to <laughs> be born. Right. So she's communicating and using, and that Facebook is a, has been a really good help in that way. So she's using it more. However, she doesn't necessarily send private Facebook messages. But if I wanted to say, start a conversation um, like, like with my mom, what I could easily do is write in here. I could type in the, my mom's name and pick her phone or her Facebook account. And then I could type in my wife's name and I could pick, um, her note, her name. And then if I write something and send it, my wife can receive that, um, on her texting and text back and forth and be part of the conversation without using her Facebook account. Okay. So here's what I just did. I I sent a message. I, I, I sent a thing to Stephanie and it showed me, it's like, okay, well, you've got her phone number in here. Would you like to send it to her phone? So I sent that as a text message to her phone. Right. So now she, now how is she going to get that? I mean, what, when in her SMS, how's it going to describe who I am? It it's, not, should, it's not going to be coming from my quote unquote phone number because it didn't initiate as an SMS from my phone. It should show up just as, well, I'll tell you what. And does it give her a phone number that she can then put that in her, in her contact list? And she said, and that way I can say, hey, anytime you want to text me, text this number and it sends it to my Facebook Messenger app. Does that make sense to you? She should be able to keep the text the quote unquote text uh-huh. that you just sent her from your Facebook messenger, she should be able to hit reply, keep that one in her, you know how in text messaging, it keeps all the different conversations separate. Uh huh. She should be able to just hit reply and have that come back to you. I know that, but I just wondered if, if she can sit, cause that's always going to be a, a an actual number in there for SMS. So I'm wondering right. if she can just keep that number and store it and then and then she could continue to text me from that. Because one of the things that that I find is that Stephanie will text me a lot and usually my phone's, you know, plugged into a charger and all this other stuff. And when I'm sitting in front of my computer, it would be nice if I could just pull up 
you know, type or, you know, respond to her text from my computer screen. Oh, yeah. You mean go to Facebook and just hit reply and send the response? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what this can do. Well, th- so that's what I'm wondering. I- I'm wondering if she can. And that way I can say, hey, Steph, when you when you text me, do me a favor. Instead of texting my phone, text me here. You know, text me at this number and it'll send it to my Facebook Messenger app. And and that way it also puts it on my, you know, my Facebook. And that way I can just log into Facebook and then respond right from there. That would be cool. Gotcha. And then she gets it back as a text response. Yeah. I believe I believe I tested this out with my wife's phone where I sent her a um, Facebook Messenger message mm-hmm. and it showed up as a text on her end and it was a separate conversation with me than the texting conversation that we had had already in existence. Hmm. So she should be able to hit reply on one or the other. Right. So anyway, Jonathan's de- saying details to work out. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan is saying, you know, what what I'm talking about is why he loves to use his Google Voice uh, for people to to text message with. And actually, you know, I, I had forgotten all about that, but I did that with Stephanie for a while. I, I asked her, said, "Listen, if you text me, text me to this Google Voice number instead." And the one thing, and then it got me to thinking, it's like, you know what? The one thing I don't like about this is we can't use our emoticons. We we got those emoji. Things. Oh right, right. And we we sometimes send some really funny stuff back and forth to each other with these little emojis, and they don't work through Google Voice, and so that's why we switch back. But I guess that wouldn't work here as well. I, well, then the other, the one other piece that's going to kind of tie into this, and this it, don't want to go off on a tangent here, is I'm curious to see what happens when iOS five comes out and I, what's it called, iMessenger or iMessages, whatever SMS is being transformed into where across iOS devices you can literally text each other without having it go through actual texting. Yeah. You remember that? What I'm curious about is because my wife is using... Okay, so you sent me something through Messenger. Now, see if you can see those emojis. Do those emojis come through? Oh, yeah, they're there. Sweet. Yeah. See, that didn't work with Google Voice. Now, did you send that? How did you send that? Did you send that through? It came through the Messenger app. The Messenger app, okay. So, yeah. And I'm going to go to Facebook and see if I can see the thread of this conversation in my messages. Right. Um, The the thing I want to have happen is I want to be able to have it where my wife will be able to text me uh, because she won't be able to upgrade. She's in my old... 3G, so she won't be able to upgrade to iOS 5, but she'll use the current texting app on the iPhone and it'll text to my number, but that I'm hoping that my number um, or my my iOS iMessage app will be able to receive that but not have it receive it as a text but just as a conversation. Oh yeah. To where I don't have to use texting on my phone anymore. And only have it on hers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, by we'll the way, see. by the way, I I did log into Facebook and I clicked on my messages. I see the trans. You know, you know, our it 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 does keep our conversation in line here. But the three emoji that I just sent you on yeah. Facebook shows up as three squares. Yeah. So, why are you sending me squares? Exactly. And so, if Stephanie sent me, you know, some text with emoji, I would I would see squares on my computer. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway, fun stuff. It, it's new and uh, exciting stuff. So, 
it's a good option for people out there who want to have group texting with people that do or don't have Facebook. Yeah. And it's cross platform. So anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll see Daniel. I don't know if it's going to replace texting right away, but Eric's going to make it, he's going to try. And so we'll see how it works. And, uh, thank you for notifying us of this. And by the way, I, I'm really looking forward to, uh, seeing Daniel, uh, in Chicago at the end of September. So he says he's coming down to our Chicago meetup. It's on September 30th. If anybody's interested in coming out and uh, meeting myself and Daniel and other people from the GSPN community, also hanging out with Pat Flynn of smartpassiveincome.com and uh, his community, we're host co-hosting a, uh, a meetup. It's at gspn.tv forward slash Chicago meetup. And I'm looking right now, so far we have 18 people who are attending, 10 people who may attend. So uh, go check it out, uh, gspn.tv forward slash Chicago Meetup. Nice. Alrighty. Very cool. Uh, what's next on the agenda? We have a voicemail from, I don't know who it is because it doesn't say, but any tips on unfollowing everyone? Oh yeah, let's play this. He didn't leave his name, I don't believe. So here we go. Hey Cliff. Hey Eric. Uh, I've got a question for you concerning Twitter. I've got about 3,800 followers on there, and I have along the way followed each and every one of them, so I follow just about as many people. And here recently, I've decided that I'm going to use a slightly different strategy. Um, And so long story short, what I'd like to do is unfollow everyone, with the exception of a single list I've created, which contains about 215 people. So my question is, what's the fastest way to do that without getting in trouble with Twitter, if you know what I mean? Thanks in advance. All right. So um, nameless person, Uh, (laughs) this is something that uh, you certainly have to watch out for. Um, Twitter does have some policies related to how many people you unfollow. In fact, I, I think most of the services that are out there today, will they limit the API to 500 Although I think Manage Flitter will allow you to unfollow. I've done more than that. Yeah, I think Manage yeah. Flitter will let you do a thousand a day. But they even Manage Flitter, that's manage f l i t t e r dot com. Manage Flitter will um will limit you to one thousand in, in yeah. within a day. Yeah. Yeah. Now manually So you're talking three days. Yeah. Manually you could go in and just sit there and unfollow, 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 unfollow. But uh, one of my favorite uh, tools for this kind of thing is manageflitter.com. Uh, Eric, have you used Manage Flitter? Yeah, I believe we've talked about it on the show before. We have. Yeah. And it's great because what you can do is you can go into manageflitter.com and you can uh, just click a button. It'll connect to your Twitter account and it goes through and it scrapes all of your information. And this is what I love about it. It says here, like, for example, it says there's 934 people uh, that you follow that are not following you. And so what I can do is I can go through and it's like, you know what, if these people aren't following me, why am I still following them? And I could actually choose to unfollow them, which by the way, you got to watch out because, you know, they do, Twitter does describe, you know, following, you know, going in, following lots of people and then unfollowing people who don't follow you as a spamming technique. So you really do have to be careful with that. Um, you can actually go, go through and it'll show you all the, like, for example, I'm looking right here, 85 people that you follow have not passed posted within 30 days. 
So what I can do here is I can say, okay, one of the things you're going to see is a list of people, but I love this thing where it says page overflow, uh, overview and you'll want to click expand. And so what I can do is I can say, you know what? I want to just, I'm going to drag and drop over all of these accounts for all these people who have not posted anything within 30 days. And then I can say, I want to unfollow the 30 selected people that I have here. You got the, it'll tell you people who are just extremely talkative. Again, this is looking out for those people who are just, you know, tweet after tweet after tweet. I'm certain that if you follow GSPN underscore extreme, I'm going to show up in the talkative list. Right. Quiet. These are people who it says uh, 628 people that you tweet, tweet less than one time a day. All right, so uh, let's see. So maybe uh, you you can go through that list and say, you know, do I really want to follow these people? Uh, my favorite one is uh, it's got eight people that you followed have not set their profile image. And sometimes this is a, a good indication of spammers. Um, yeah, you know? I have two people in that category for me and both of them are people that I know personally and I'm, so I won't unfollow them. Right. And I'm looking. I'm looking at mine right now, and these are certainly people I've never heard of before. And uh, and and yeah. I'm so basically, I'm just going to highlight all of those people and just say unfollow the eight selected people, and boom, they're gone. So this is this is a really good way to to uh, unfollow people. There's it's also a way, great way to follow uh, you know to follow new people and stuff like that. Of course, you know, going and finding people to follow and tracking certain things, you know, that requires a pro account with them, which uh, is looks like it's twelve dollars a month. No, no contract. It's pay as you go. But, um, you know, Manage Flitter is a great service. I don't know how long. I mean, these services come and go and Twitter sometimes shuts them down because spammers use them. But uh, it, it's it's a valuable tool. Yeah. So, I mean, you'd be able to go to. Um, manage Flitter. If you've if you've set up your list already of the people you definitely want to follow, and you go then in and log into Manage Flitter, um, start with you know who's not following you back, and select all of those and mass unfollow them, and then I don't know. I guess how where would you go for yeah, the rest of them? How's he going to unfollow for everybody? How's he oh gonna, you no well, you well yeah because there's going to be the people who are talkative, so that's going to wipe out a good portion of his people he's following you, you, there's gonna yeah, be a you'll good be able to wipe out the bulk of them yeah this is gonna help you wipe out the bulk oh actually show all does it mm-hmm. <laughs> show yeah. all shows everybody that you're following so you'd be able to do that and oh. just unfollow everybody that way there you go so there you go that we we helped you out hey just real quickly there is a there is a very cool tool I, and, and and this one might be even new to you eric the twit cleaner.com have you heard of this one no, I haven't. Check it out sometime. It's uh, the, I'm going to write this in our show notes because I didn't put this in here. The Twit Cleaner. This one limits you to 500. And this one, I think, is probably one of the the best services out there because of you know the, this guy's philosophy and, and why he does what he's doing. And he says, this is all about quality, not just quantity. And what you can do is you can view your report. And this is how it breaks it down. Um and I'm pulling up my report, my most recent report. Oh, that's interesting. And so, so here, here's the type of behavior. There's potentially dodgy behavior. Um, there, in matter of fact, it says here you've got one person who's trying to sell you crap. Is what he called. That's his. That's his wow. label. Multiple at replies. Just means this thing. Just endless at replies. 
here's one. He call, he's got people who do nothing but links. You know, his, their tweets are never unique. It's always linking to something. Uh, repeating this. This is somebody who repeat. I have 13 people who are repeating the same URLs over and over again. Uh, I've got 39 people who are posting identical tweets. You know, they're just, they keep tweeting the same thing over and over again. Um, they've got things, uh, one called app spam, you know, and this means, of course, app spam means like they're can obsessively updating their Foursquare and stuff like that. Uh, using advertising networks. So this is where they're being paid for, you know, people are, they're actually getting paid to tweet, you know, put tweets in their th- stream. Um, and then they've got, you know, no activity in over a month. Uh, doesn't uh, I've got 40 people, uh, 42 people. It says here that they don't interact with anyone. So that means they never do an at reply. Uh, I have 122 that I'm following right now that are bots. So I need to get rid of those. Those are, those are, I mean, it's just, it's not even a real person behind it. Um, hardly follow anyone is 13. These people are too good for everybody. Um, of course, I probably used to be on that list. Yeah. Uh, but I'm changing my ways. I'm, I'm, I'm doing things strategically different now. All talk all the time. I've got 14 people. These are the, those are the ones who are eating up my time stream. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then little original content. Uh, and, and it breaks it down to high percentage of retweets or high percentage of quotes. And then <laughs> I love this one. Not so interesting. It, and it breaks that into two subcategories. Self-obsessed, self-obsessed or relatively unpopular. So it breaks it down to all of those and you can highlight and say, you know what, um, you know, I'll talk all the time right here. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just highlighting all of those. And that service, uh, the twitcleaner.com will slowly unfollow. So it, it does like one every three seconds or something like that. And it limits you to 500 unfollows a day. The twitcleaner.com really great service. Cool. I signed up to get the report. I want to look and see. Yeah, absolutely. I think you'll be I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. And I think you'll probably make some decisions based upon it. I, I know I did. Especially the bots. Everybody should go and clean the bots out. Marcus spam. Exactly. Alrighty. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's see. Voicemail. So that was the any tips. So we got manage flitter and we got that. Um, how about we end there? I think we're already at fifty four minutes. Sounds good to me. All right. We've got plenty more to share, my friends. But hey, that's what always that's why we have multiple shows. Every week we come back with more and more information. If you've enjoyed this content here at gspn.tv, did you know that you can support the content and community what we're doing here at GSPN by becoming a plus member? There's information about that over at gspn.tv slash plus. And it doesn't matter what your budget is. If you have a desire to support the content community of gspn.tv, and we've got something for everyone. So go check it out. gspn.tv slash plus. Eric, where can they find you on Twitter, my friend? Uh, Twitter.com slash E-R-I-K, the letter J-F-I-S-H-E-R. Very cool. And of course, you can follow me at, at gspn. And if you, uh, as long as you know all about the warnings, uh, you can go to GSPN underscore extreme. My friends, we'll talk to you next week. Until next time, we encourage you to join the community. 